Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Halloween, October 31st. And uh, how exciting. Also, you get to turn your clocks back. You get to fall back, I guess, at 2 a.m. But anyway, this weekend, as you are completely immersed in whatever you're immersed in, whether it's Halloween or maybe it's politics or whatever, take a deep breath. I have a fantastic pod here ready for you. Two parts. We are talking to Sharon Epperson. She is from CNBC. And it is just so much fun to talk to someone who does pretty much the same thing that I do. She is the CNBC senior personal finance correspondent. She's got a great background, very interesting about how she got into journalism, why she loves journalism. So in this first part of the interview, I just thought it would be fun for you to get to know Sharon as I have gotten to know her. She's terrific. So here's the first part of our interview with Sharon Epperson. So you grew up in Pittsburgh. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like uh, what exactly got like floated your boat when you were a high schooler? What would people say about Sharon? Like Sharon, oh, she's that super smart chick, really great math head, great writer. <laughs> what, w- what would they tell me about you? Well, I did. I think I may have had a reputation of being that nerdy, smart kid. But what I loved in high school was journalism, believe it or not. I took an elective that my English teacher had in journalism. She called it Journalism 101, the working elective. She said, you're going to work hard. You'll learn a lot, but we'll have a good time, too. And we did a radio broadcast. We did. We were able to kind of write for the school newspaper, which which was the pinnacle, you know, to try to get a story into the school newspaper. But she also did something that was really, really smart and pivotal for my life, which was reaching out to a nonprofit organization and partnering with them or or at least bringing their information into the classroom. And so she had learned about the Pittsburgh Black Media Federation, which is one of the chapters of the National Association of Black Journalists um, that was uh, offered offering a high school journalism workshop on Saturdays. And she said, you know, Sharon, maybe you'd be interested in something like this. And I'm thinking, I'm going to give up my Saturdays for 10 weeks to do this. But I did. And it was the most wonderful experience. People whose names that I read in the paper, because my family got the newspaper, the local paper every day, bylines that I read, people that I saw on air, they were in the class, quote unquote, classroom. It was a classroom, it was held at a college, talking to us about their profession, but also helping us try to do what they do. And so we went out on shoots and we wrote stories and we got to go to the main newspaper um, in in town and and actually see a copy of our own newspaper being printed there. It was just such a a pivotal experience in my life. And since then, people who were in that class with me uh, as 16 and 17 year olds have won Pulitzers, have started their own production companies. It really was an important uh, way to introduce young people to journalism, but particularly young black teenagers to journalism. And and several of us have continued and had uh, really fulfilling careers in the field. So what is it about journalism? That what, what was exciting to you about it? Telling stories. So as, as a 15, 16 year old, I just love to be on the phone and talk about things with friends and tell stories. And, and I see journalism as a way to tell 
important stories. But the way that I approach it is in a way almost that you're telling a friend on on phone or on their podcast or whatever, you know, uh, about something that you think that they need to know about. I don't ever want to make it unattainable for people. And that's what is so interesting about business journalism, because I was not an econ major. I didn't have any particular interest in in business um, or business journalism per se. But it was just something that I thought this is really important, but there got, there's got to be a way to break it down for people so that they understand that um, this impacts everyone, no matter how much money or how little money you have and no matter your profession or what profession you're trying to get into. Understanding financial journalism is something we all need to do. So what was it like in your household? Did you have parents who talked about money or were you in one of those households where it's like, don't ask anyone about money and it's very <laughs> improper? How, how do they handle it? So my parents were both educators. My father was a university administrator and my mother was an elementary school teacher. Uh, but my mom actually stayed home and, and she also had a family business. That's very important. So I did have business in my life, but in a different way. You know, I didn't really think of it that way. I just thought of it as this is mommy's family business and she goes there sometimes, um, not realizing that that also would have an influence um, on on kind of what I what I cover now. My mom actually handled the personal finances of our household. My vision of her is sitting at the dining room table with a frown, paying bills, <laughs> doing taxes. She enjoyed doing her own taxes, but she was in control of it, you know, and she was very organized about it. And she's still at 83, very organized about it. So I think that really had a very, very strong influence on me. I don't know how, how much we talked about money. I mean, basically, because, you know, growing up, the, the money was making sure that bills were paid on time and making sure that um, there was no debt. But we didn't really talk about what debt is or how, you know, um, two educators send two girls to Harvard University, um, how you actually afford to do that. We didn't have those kind of conversations. Oh, it only took, wait a second. It only took five minutes for you to mention that you went to Harvard. I'm totally <laughs> pulling your, I mean, I really am. I bring it up really truly as a personal finance lesson. So my mom told me, you know, now that I have an 18 year old looking at college, she told me she she would always tell neighbors and friends, I would ask, how did you do this? How did you send two girls to college? And she said, you know, it's like your light bill, like your utility bill. You have to, you know, budget for it and pay a little bit along the way um, and and just have a plan for how you're going to pay for it. So, you know, it, it involves certainly borrowing some money to pay for the education, but it also involved driving the same car for maybe a decade. Um, it, it involved my mom going back to teaching. She had been a stay-at-home mom and working at the family business, but then she went back to teaching. And it involved her telling me every time I would call home and feeling a little homesick um, that every paycheck she got went to Harvard University. This is a family sacrifice, a personal sacrifice that is for something that's important, but I'm working for you. You know, I know you depend on me and, I, and I'm doing what I can to make this happen for you. Were you taking every single class at Harvard with an eye towards when I get out and I'm a journalist? Like, were you that? Were you really so focused early on? Because it's no, I just gift. love people. I love people. And, and I majored in sociology um, because I just love the study of people and, and societies and things like that. So I thought it was really interesting. My father had this idea that maybe one day I'd want to go to law school. He got that the second go round with my sister. But um, I majored in government as well with an eye that maybe that would happen, but it did not happen for me. But I think majoring in those two fields was really, it was a great experience for me there. Um, and just helped me learn more about many things to talk about, many things to write about and to, to report on. 
it is instructive to me to just listen to you talk about the things that you studied and where you are. Because, you know, I think in our era, we didn't pre-professionalize the college or high school level in the same way that many families are sort of looking at college now as like, oh, it's this great investment. It was expensive, but we also were graduating like the economy was good and things were happening and you kind of had to be a ding dong not to get a job. So it was, it really was a different time. And I think that that's just the luck of being born, you know, in a decent economy. So what did you do when you came out of Harvard? Well, I did internships every summer. Um, when I was there at various newspapers. And I did an internship at the Washington Post when I graduated. That fall, I went to Cairo, Egypt. And I worked at the American University in Cairo in their television journalism center as a kind of reporter intern doing stories for the American Embassy and the American Cultural Center. And I was not allowed to report on anything political, (laughs) which, you know, limited uh, some things, but um, reported on cultural events and social issues and things like that. And, And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I was there for three months. I left on the last TWA, which people don't remember, but one of the last airline flights out of Cairo back to the States before the first Persian Gulf War started. Wow. Holy smokes, what an experience. Yeah. That is tremendous. First stateside journalism job was? My first stateside journalism job was Time Magazine. Because when I came back from um, Egypt, I decided that I really did not know much about the rest of the world as I wanted to know. And I got my master's in international affairs at Columbia. And so when I finished that degree and I was already in New York and I knew I wanted to stay in New York, I looked at a number of different opportunities. But I thought I met someone again, that one person that changes your life. And he was to think all of these years ago that he was this, you know, forward thinking. He said, you know, I want to, I want an omni journalist. That's what he called it at the time. He said, I want to hire someone who can be an omni journalist. So you're going to keep a video camera in your desk. And when Time Magazine sends you out to report a story, you know, just, you know, take some footage of it too. And then we kind of see where we can put that footage. And, and we have, you know, maybe something on Time Warner we could do where I'm trying to work on something with the news hour um, on PBS and and we can get something going. And that's exactly what I did. So I was, I kind of started, which many young people in journalism now are doing as a multimedia journalist. That's what I did. That's how I started my career at Time Magazine. So I was hired to be a reporter in the New York Bureau, but I was also involved with this kind of uh, multimedia center part of the company as well. And we did projects for New York One and for the NewsHour on PBS. And it was it was phenomenal. You then wind your way through all of these probably very interesting twists and turns. When did you focus on personal finance? Well, when I I attended a uh, conference that uh, the National Association of Black Journalists held, um, that they held every summer, and it was a job fair uh, there, and I met someone from uh, NBC, and they said they were looking for people who could write and people who were interested in business journalism. And again, I had not done really much business journalism at all at Time Magazine, but I do love people. And I'd written a a story about a, a feature story about a philanthropist that I love doing, and I, and I, I just love the way it turned out. And I think I I kind of featured that as one of the stories that I showed people when I was at this job fair, and so that caught their eye. And they 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 were like, you know, so you're a business journalist, and I kind of you know you got to read the room. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yes, I am absolutely. And I also thank my colleagues at Time Magazine who were like, you know, 
this TV station that we have on, on, on in our office all the time with that thing at the bottom, all those numbers, that's a stock ticker. And we're watching that because we want to know when we can retire and have you, you know, put your money in the four, your 401k. So it's really my introduction to personal finance really came from my colleagues at Time Magazine who wanted to make sure I was taking advantage of all my benefits as a 20 something. At least then gave me some of the tools that I needed to speak, you know, in this kind of job uh, fair interview about knowing something about business journalism. When you do a piece on CNBC and you're, I think that people will say, she's talking to me. Not she's telling me what to do. And I think that's so much more powerful. It is so powerful. You know, when I think about that story that I wrote over 20 years ago now, um, this woman worked for the IRS and she just invested in companies that did things that she liked. She liked consumer goods, so she invested in consumer goods companies. She loved movies, so she inter- she invested in entertainment companies. And she made a lot of money by just being disciplined in her investing. She wasn't a college graduate. She didn't make a lot of money. She was a government employee, not at a high rank. But she passed away with enough money, with enough millions, to then donate and give that money to a university to create scholarships for women so more women could go to college. And I thought, that's the way to talk about money, right? First of all, you know, the whole idea of invest in what you know, invest in what you believe in, and and have a goal and be disciplined about it. There was no one thing that she did that, that created all this wealth. It was just discipline, living below your means or within your means, just all the things we always talk about. But but when you see it in someone and you see it in someone who's able to do such good by just doing right, that motivated me to stay in, in journalism and to, and to also to focus on business journalism. Okay. That was just part one of the interview. Don't eat too many of those candy corns. They'll give you a terrible headache. I tell you, don't forget to wash your hands, wear your mask, especially your Halloween masks, maintain your physical distancing, try to do something nice for someone else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 